Okay, Ian Trottier here for Discussions of Truth. We're going to bring in Anthony Bouchard, Wyoming State Senator. Bring him on right now via Skype. Calling Anthony Bouchard. for discussions of truth. Hello, this is Anthony Bouchard. Anthony, uh, welcome to discussions of truth. It's Ian Trottier. How are you today, sir? Hey, doing pretty good. Okay, now we've made a connection. <laughs> that was me a few moments ago, uh, and uh, you couldn't hear me, me evidently, because I wasn't getting a response and you were saying hello. Uh, so uh, it's nice to connect with you, and um, I, uh, I, I want to thank also... Uh, the person that I've been in touch with that that is that has put the two of us together, uh, Anthony. For for listeners uh, who who aren't familiar, uh, you've gotten a lot of publicity. So hopefully, uh, folks are familiar with with what you're doing. Uh, uh, tell a little bit, make an introduction if you would uh, to who you are and what you do. Well, look, I'm not an ordinary candidate. I'm I'm a guy that got started in uh, conservative grassroots politics uh, right after Obama was elected. And I saw the, the push uh, coming. I saw that uh, we were just going to, the pendulum was going to go far towards the left. And I got involved in state politics. And uh, I helped push some uh, monumental legislation while I was on the outside. I mean, uh, Wyoming became the fourth state in the country to uh, not require a permit to carry concealed. So I got into gun rights politics. Uh, worked with conservative legislators, and in Wyoming, uh, legislators don't have uh, staff, so I mean, I got to help them with a lot of different conservative policies, and I got to see how the place worked, and I also helped the legislators that I worked with become better at what they do. Uh, Anyway, 2016, I ran for office. I became a state senator myself. Two thousand twenty came along, re-election, probably one of the hardest re-elections in the state. The whole establishment was against me, uh, and I won anyway. Uh, you know, I, like I said, I'm not the normal candidate because I'm the guy that's kind of went from the inside the bowels of the ship, if, if you'll say, and climbed up through the middle of it to figure out what was going on, and. Uh, here I am today. Now I'm running for a, 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 I'm a state senator, a Wyoming uh, legislator, and now I'm going to attempt to take what I've learned and how to fight the swamp. The sw- we have the swamp here, too, uh, and take that to Washington. Anthony, you went to college in Florida. What, what took you to Wyoming, and uh, where are you from originally? You know, I lived all over the, the country. Uh, I, I was born in Rhode Island, actually. Uh, spent uh, my preteen life at, in uh, on cobblestone roads and the colon, colonial town of Newport, Rhode Island. That's where I lived. Uh, when I was in my teens, I moved to uh, to Florida. I lived in Jacksonville, Orlando. Uh, anyway, came to... Uh, went to actually went to California, went to to Central Valley, uh, which is conservative area. Lived there for a while, but when we came here to Wyoming, we came here to get away from all, what we've seen everywhere. 
and that was back in 2007. And uh, we, we, we wanted to move here to a, to a red state. Right. Oddly, when, even when I moved to Wyoming, I found that there were some of the, the same values that were being pushed by progressives were being pushed by Republicans here in Wyoming. Now, Bouchard sounds like a French name. Uh, my name is, is also French in, uh, in ancestry, Trottier. Uh, roots back to Quebec in 1646. And as a matter of fact, Anthony, I also have a connection to Wyoming because for my grandmother, her uh, her her grandfather settled uh, an area southwest of Jackson uh, in the 1860s. When you moved to Wyoming, you thought it was going to be conservative and red. What was the what was the thing that stood out at you and shocked you the most uh, in regards to whoa, this isn't what I what I was expecting. Uh, from uh, from what people can generally consider to be a uh, conservative state, you know, since I was following uh, legislation, I was actually following standard ground legislation, uh, where basically you have a right to defend yourself in, in face of an attacker. And uh, what what happened was there were so many legislators, Republicans, saying there's going to be blood in the streets if we pass something like this. And that's what, and I, and I, there was a, there was a couple of quotes that ha- happened to hit the news, and then I had went down there and started watching the floor action, and I went, wow, this is the same stuff that the Democrats say. Mm-hmm. And if you start looking at things like the fuel tax, uh, uh, even corporate income tax, I mean, the, the, the Wyoming House passed a bill to impose a corporate income tax in Wyoming, and it, it made it into Forbes. Uh, Media. I mean, Forbes had an article that said, uh, I think it was 2019, the year that Wyoming Republicans voted like uh, D.C. Democrats. It was something to that effect uh, was the article. But these were all, I mean, this this was happening back in in 2008. I started seeing these signs of these, these things that closely resembled the Democrat platform was being touted by Republicans. And just so you know, in my in my chamber, there's only two Democrats out of out of thirty Republicans in the Senate chamber. My fight isn't usually with the two Democrats, it's with the the progressive Republicans. Rhinos. Yes. Typically people refer to them as rhinos because they're Republican in name only, and that includes uh, folks like Mitt Romney uh, and uh, and of course who uh, who you'll be taking out, Liz Cheney? Um, and I, I think some people find it shocking how a man uh, who 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 and listen, uh, Anthony, I I would listen to Donald Trump speak in 2015 in Doral, and he said, if I run for president, I'll be running as an independent, self financed That spoke to me because I uh, personally had voted for Ross Perot. I liked it. I liked somebody who was independent, withdrew themselves from both the, the corruption in both the major parties and was going to self-finance. Of course, as we know, Donald's momentum grew and he joined the Republican Party. He'd also been a Democrat, but I think he was just a simple fighter for the Constitution and for the independence of, uh, of, the, of, of the country. What's the most shocking thing? Outside of Liz Cheney, uh, outside of Liz Cheney having called for Donald to be impeached, 
Uh, and, uh, and, and I know Mike Pence uh, gave a talk, I think a day or two ago at, uh, at uh, the Faith and Freedom, some Faith and Freedom conference, and, and he was booed. Uh, uh, Mitt Romney had recently been booed, um, uh, and, and Pence and me called the traitor. What was the most shocking thing about, uh, what's the most shocking thing about, uh, outside of her opposition for Donald Trump, as we step into the fire here with you, Anthony, outside of his, uh, her opposition for Donald Trump, uh, what was the most shocking thing about, uh, Cheney's politics? Well, are you talking before or after? Because <laughs> I was watching all along. Yeah. I mean, if you take her, one of her earliest votes, I mean, something like on, uh, in 2017, there was floor action to move uh, repealing uh, Obamacare, remove, to move that to the floor, and she was a no vote. And this was a pattern all along. Now, going forward to, uh, to the impeachment vote, i got to tell you what's most surprising to me. She never stopped. The hatred for Trump just kind of came out every time she opened her mouth. I, I was like, oh, my gosh. What's going on here? I mean, you know, because let's face it, Cheney is a polished politician. And she's one of those ones you really got to be careful about because she's good at, 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 at word crafting. She's very good at trying to say a lot of things that sound good without really saying anything. And for her to be so blatantly in everyone's face about the hatred for Trump, that was just shocking to me because usually a polished politician doesn't slip like that. And this has gone beyond it's no more a slip. It's, she has taken this position. I, from what it looks like in the politics in Wyoming is she has definitely, definitely went over to the Democrats. So she's hoping that the vote is split. There's obviously a lot of people have jumped in the race. Uh, that's been the problem all along in Wyoming. We end up getting weak need Republicans because there's a lot of vote splitters. And now you take that with Democrats who have gravitated to her. There's definitely a, an issue here. Now, I've, I've tried to stay outside of politics for the most part. I started the program officially uh, January 2017, but I began researching uh, and I was led to some banking corruption through a former Stanford Hoover fellow, Anthony Sutton. Uh, I w- out, of, out of invitation, I was asked to start this program. Um, and, uh, and, and it didn't really take sides uh, politically. But when, when the Antifa movement and the Black Lives Matters movement caught, caught, caught momentum and uh, people like Ted Wheeler and this uh, light, light foot in Chicago and, and, and uh, de Blasio in New York, that's, that's when I just said, no, this is enough. Uh, it, it, Trump right now, uh, people need to listen to what he's saying. And so, and so I, I, I took sides and I, and I pushed a Google whistleblower into the Trump camp. Um, and we got uh, we got Donald and, and his daughter, one of his, his daughters, the, the younger daughter, uh, to, 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 uh, to take note of us. Uh, Donald called me a prize fighter. Um, he'd called uh, Voorhees a, uh, 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 an American uh, hero. What is it that you – what is it in your view, Anthony? Why is it that somebody like Cheney who's, from my perspective, been born kind of like uh, 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 the Bush family, been born with a silver spoon in their mouth? Why is it that they are so opposed? Uh, and even 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 Bush has had, had some harsh things to say about Trump. Um, Romney is in that same uh, camp. Why is it that these people are so opposed to Donald Trump in your view, Anthony? Well, we can use one word. Globalists. Just simply. 
they, they, they're for the one world order. They, they, they want to police the world. They want, I mean, they want to control, they want controlled government. They want controlled government. They want people, the small group of people that control government, control everyone, control. Uh, I mean, look, I don't think they would care if we had communism, to tell you the truth. Yeah, because look Go at ahead. the direction we're going in. We have a government that is in everybody's business. Uh, every day that goes along, they're passing another law that has some implication on freedom. When does it end? So we so, can uh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, well, I'm just saying the globalism. Uh, tell me if I'm wrong, but the globalists don't care if they have communism. They don't care what structure they work under, under as long as they have control. Well, this is. I'm not going to reveal the person's name, but but but. Uh, when you know the person that's in charge of your scheduling, that sort of thing, had had come to me and said that they had worked with, uh, with a, with a with a with with an avid politician that that historically has been very opposed uh, to uh, uh, to the uh, abolishment of the gold standard uh, in 1971 by Richard Nixon, um, and that person came to me and said, "Hey, it looks like you've been outspoken about the Federal Reserve." Um, from a, from a, from a layman's standpoint, you know, it, it's it's very. It's very theoretical. People people like to throw that throw that that phrase out there uh, or that title that that, that label uh, conspiracy theory. And what I tell my listeners, uh, there's no theory. There is a complete conspiracy, and it's been in place for well over a hundred years. Uh, I, I try to educate my listeners on the 1913 uh, Federal Reserve Act passed by Woodrow Wilson. I mean, the, the the plain fact is Woodrow Wilson lamented that uh, he lamented that he said he had destroyed his nation by giving a private bank the reins of the government. So for, for, a, for a sitting senator of, of a state, Wyoming, and someone who uh, will, will be unseating Liz Cheney uh, and, and grabbing that federal seat, um, how, what do you, how do you explain for listeners? When you, when you throw, Anthony, you throw the, the term uh, one world order, I believe is what you, what you just said. How do you explain that? It, 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 how do you explain that to, to listeners uh, so that they understand what you're talking about? And I fully agree with you. I believe this is a, this is, this is a communist coup. Uh, the, the fact that the, that the, that the election was, was rigged. This is, this is how I see it. The, that election was rigged. And this is, a, this is a global, that's exactly right. This is a globalist communist crew. A coup on the Constitution and the American way of life, and 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 unfortunately, not enough people know about it and and believe when Donald Trump talks about deep state fake news, they don't take him seriously. How do you explain that, Anthony? How do you explain a one world order? What does that mean to you? Well, look, uh, if you look at the what you're talking about with the Federal Reserve alone, and how the banksters control control everything, I mean, this isn't. I don't think it's as obscure as as, you, as some may say. Uh, as far as in Wyoming, it's pretty clear. I mean, honest money is not on it. There is no such thing in our system right now unless you have gold and silver. And I think the people in Wyoming get that. I mean, I've had the privilege to see a lot of gun safes. And you would just be surprised. Uh, people just don't, I mean, the people know what, honest money is when you see their gun safe and i'm just i'm not going to say anymore <laughs> but I, I i think that uh we're seeing it now we're seeing the control and, and when i say we i see the average person is seeing the control coming from uh 
not just uh, D.C., but outside of D.C., the connections into, uh, the, the, like, the Crown Bank. Uh, so anyway, I, I, I'm, I'm not, I don't want to get into all the, the details of it. I think it's easier just to, to, to talk about for what it is. People's uh, economic freedom is being stolen. Uh, uh, their wealth is being stolen. If you take just the simple economics of Obamacare, and what it's doing now. Now even the Democrats that wanted it understand the system is broken because someone who who has the ability to make an income, to earn income, is being uh, their money's being stolen in the in the terms of maybe a twenty five hundred dollar uh, monthly premium that's going over to someone else. You know, they actually cost shift that over to someone and subsidize their health care. And it's just it's just total control over their wealth. And if you see that, the people that are in, I mean, you don't hear the uh, insurance companies that have the monopolies. You don't hear the, the health care systems that have the monopolies worrying about, you know. It, so it's very easy to see now, I think. That's just my opinion. Well, I, I yeah, I, I agree with you, uh, and 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 un, uh, for, fortunately, I think there's people on both sides of the aisles. Like I believe you're alluding to uh, last uh, last few days, I've had on Jonathan Marshall, a former uh, journalist with the San Francisco Chronicle, uh, that's uh, that's written uh, written a book about. Uh, uh, it's called Dark Quadrant. It goes into this uh, this banking corruption. And uh, before that, last week I had on Dennis Kucinich, a former U.S. representative out of, the, out of Ohio. Um, you're very good. At, uh, at at raising money at your campaign, how is it? How do you approach that? And what are the what are the people uh, that are giving to your your fundraisers? Uh, why are they supporting you? Well, I think our message is simple. I mean, I'm a simple guy. I'm a, I'm a simple. Uh, I speak like an average guy. I think that people understand uh, we're in the same boat. I'm not. I'm not. A, I'm not the regular. Hey, I'm in this to be a politician. I've I've actually uh, voted on the uh, Senate floor in a way that I just vote as if I, I I mean I mean I vote for the people. I don't. I, I caught myself one time, my first year, in my first term, sticking my finger in there, thinking, hmm, how should I do this? And I slapped my hand down and said, that's wrong. I'm going to vote on the merit of what's in front of me. And I've done that ever since. And, you know, even though I've had hard re-election, they could never use my voting record because it shows who I really am. And I think that's what the people see in me. They're tired of these politicians that go there to be part of the system. And, like, I've talked about Washington to people here in Wyoming. You, you know they have their own game there. They have their phone banks and the... They want you to raise money for their guys. You know, you've said it, and you know, you people know it. I know how to raise money. I'm not going to raise money for their guys. I'm going to raise money for people like me, people that want to go there and represent the people, do the job for the people, and clean up the swamp. That's what we. Sh- that's what politicians always promise. They always promise that, but then they never deliver. I've been a guy in the state Senate here in Wyoming. Like I told you, I've voted for the people. I've worked for the people. And don't 
don't think they take for one minute just because it's a state legislature that it's that it's it's there's not a game there to be played. I mean, when I say game to be played, it's a, it's hardball. It's it's a blood sport. You've got to push back when when it's time. You can't play this game thinking that these are your friends. If you want a friend, get a dog. This is politics. This is who rules whom. Adjudication of power. That's what politics is. And people have to have someone that goes back there and is willing to bleed for them. And that's been my message all along. I'm willing to bleed. I'm willing to fight. I'll get in the ring. I'm not doing it for the wrong reasons. I'm doing it because if we don't protect freedom, we don't protect liberty, we don't protect, most importantly, economic freedom, we go down as America. What is the what is the most challenging issue facing those liberties that we enjoy? It, 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 you can list one. You can list the top two or three. Uh, give listeners an idea of, 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 of what you will do when you get into D.C. to help drain the swamp. Well, let me tell you, you, you know that uh, it would be a fantasy if I thought that I had that kind of power as one person. But let me tell you, one thing that I've learned in grassroots politics is not to play the game the way they play it. I think what has to happen is somebody has to be as vocal as they can be. And that means using social media, using mail, using whatever it takes to tell people what's really going on down there. And there's too many people that go back to Washington and they want to stay there. Right. They want to be reelected, so they, you know, they're told, "Oh, come on, we're with you, but but don't do that right now. I, we'll do that later today. Let's work on these things that we have in front of us." And they 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 squelch they squelch them down to you know their their voice. And uh, like I said, our biggest problem with liberty today is people that go back to Washington. With, and they promise their constituents the world, but they go back there and they allow their voice to be silenced by leadership. Leadership is not, they're not our friends. I, I mean, I've learned that in, in, in our local legislature. Leadership is there for their own agenda. And they climb into leadership and, as, and, the, and as soon, you can see it happen. As soon as they start getting into those leadership roles, they start turning into swamp monsters. So if you don't go back to Washington with the idea that you will expose them, you'll shut them down, you'll, you'll, you'll be vocal about them, you, you'll basically, you're willing to die on the hill of truth. I mean, and that's kind of what's going on here. How many times have we seen politicians go back to D.C. and we think we're going to be these great people and they turn into a dud? Yeah, um, I mean, we've seen time and time again. Yeah, integrity is uh, integrity seems to be a, a, a rare uh, a, a rare attribute uh, in in people's characters. What are your thoughts on um, Ron DeSantis? Ron Ron has done some uh, eye opening things uh, in regards to the left uh, of recent, and and one of the latest things he's done is he sent uh, law enforcement. Uh, his state's law enforcement over to uh, Texas and Arizona to help uh, help that border situation. What are your, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I tell you what, uh, 
he's the one to watch. He's the one that's uh, thinking outside the box. Um, and that's, that's what we need is people who don't say, hey, let's just do things the way we've been doing it. Let's do it differently. And uh, it, it, everything he does, if you, if you watch, I mean, uh, either he's getting some very good political advice or he is very, I mean, he's, he's sharp. One of those two. Whichever one, it's both giving the same results. And I think that's, that's a key. Uh, he, I'm sure he does have good advisors. And uh, that's one thing that you do have to do. Uh, it doesn't matter if you're going to Congress or if you're in, in a position as, as, as he is. You have to surround yourself with people who will walk the plank with you and also uh, give you good advice. So I think that's where he's at. Yeah, he's he's um, he's been a stalwart in in, in my mind, um, and uh, and I've I've had the pleasure of, of connecting with him a couple times in the past uh, uh, five months. Um, he has been outspoken about um, wanting to. Literally, he said this to me. He said he wanted to dismantle Google, um, and getting uh, section uh, section two thirty rewritten is uh, is something that that I that I uh, try to 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 play a role in. Um, let's pull this back a little bit. Uh, Anthony, and I, I want to blatantly ask you, I've already bo- voiced my opinion, um, is there an issue in the United States election um, uh, integrity? Uh, is there, uh, was there an issue in that 2020 election, in your view? Yeah, you, you, you could see it everywhere. I mean, uh, it, look, we, we, we saw legislatures all around the country as if they were opening up a playbook and saying, okay, step one says... Let's use COVID to to change the rules. Uh, I've heard reports in in Colorado, as an example, from from people I know, uh, where they they were getting a dozen ballots uh, sent to their house of people that don't even live there, and and not just one report, but multiple reports of this. And whereas whereas I have not spoke to people in, say, let's say, Pennsylvania or, or uh, Michigan or anywhere else, it, it, I did see that it seemed like the same rules were changed. Everything was made so that way there could be cheating. And so, uh, obviously, I'm one of those people that watch elections. I saw the numbers. One of the things they do when they... When they uh, when they check an election, they, they can actually check, uh, like, for instance, early on, they can check and they can see, well, this is what the scale uh, or the chart says. This is where the, the vote's going. They can actually tell from that vote. Uh, in other words, it's not just going to all of a sudden turn and go a different direction. So there's a certain point in that election where you see it going a certain direction. You could see that that night. It was there. It was it was a, a, an upward tick, and then all of a sudden, it went the other way. So, no doubt that there was uh, cheating going on. I will tell you the only thing that I that I, that's in, that I see there's a danger. It's just in my own state, because I have people in my own state that don't understand that. I mean, look, Wyoming is the gold standard for elections. I mean, you know, Wyoming is a state that had uh, the most people vote for Trump twice. You know, not just wow. once, but twice. And uh, I, my first election in 2016, by the way, I won by four votes the night of the election. 
and and they did a recount, and I won by five votes. Uh, and I've watched the process. I, I've, I've seen the machines. I mean, things that we've done here in Wyoming, uh, I, I tell you, I have a lot of respect for the clerks and our, our state uh, uh, secretary of state as far as elections. So I, I do, I think where, where, where I'm seeing some problems is uh, I think I don't want I don't want people to run away from uh, their duty to vote, and so that's so not only that. I'm going to tell you, as being one of the people that shows up to a, a vote certification, uh, show up to when they test machines, show up to recounts and watch the process. That's what we need. We need more people doing that. We need people involved at these elections. Uh, 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 these clerks' offices around the country—they need to start being involved. We can't. The reason these people were able to 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 change the rules and change the process is because people weren't there to hold them accountable. Well said. Uh, former CIA operative uh, joined my show. It's probably been uh, three and a half years, and he said, "He said, Ian, the mainstream media." Uh, is is so so out there and inaccurate that it's it's people like you that'll get people like me that know what they're talking about to get the truth out there. What are your thoughts, Anthony, on the mainstream media? <laughs> well, I, I mean, I too have called them the fake news, and uh, it's almost like it triggered them the times I've done it, but. Uh, Look, they don't even they don't do not report on things that happen in the legislature, even in Wyoming. And this is a red state. The, the media is owned. Uh, the two major papers are owned by a Chicago uh, owner, I believe. Uh, they, 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 the, the, the left owns the media, so they control the narrative. And there's things that happen daily in the legislature or in races that they, they refuse to report because it, it actually hurts their people. And they, they, they will omit words. They will, they will tell a different story than what happened. It's terrible. It's just, I mean, look, I, I will tell you that what, what, I, what I have been fortunate enough to do is to surround myself during a campaign, and I'm talking about in the past, um, in my Senate races, in my state Senate races, people that are good at getting our message out. And, you know, it's, it's, it's sad that today that even the, the mom that, that, uh, the soccer mom that's, that's involved in politics has to become that blogger now has to become that Facebook reporter or that Twitter reporter or some, you know, obviously everybody's moving over to Gab and to other social media platforms, but, that said, that's where it's ha- that's what's happening now. The media, nobody trusts the media anymore. I mean, it, it's that's become mainstream. Mainstream is that the media is fake. Well, that's, that's I don't think I've heard that yet. That's you're you're the first. And I totally concur with that. Uh, but you're the first to to, to, to phrase it uh, that way, um, Anthony. I appreciate you uh, joining the program today. Um, some, so as we wind down here, uh, as we wind down, I'd like you to leave some some closing comments, some closing thoughts for listeners. Uh, you've you've hit on a really important issue, and that is 
uh, basically localize the fight, uh, if you allow me to reword what you're saying, uh, in that in that you know listeners, you and me, we we are the power, uh, and uh, and that that is for uh, for everybody. Um, you know, there's, there's, there's lots of different ways to do this. So we've got to clean this swamp out. We can't allow people like Joe Bowden, Biden to, to live half of his life, uh, in, in more than half his life, uh, in DC and manipulate, uh, manipulate our way of life. Uh, a la Nancy Pelosi. There's a ton of them out there, um, setting, setting term limits. But, but again, it's, if, if we don't vocalize, uh, and uh, ourselves and our, our appreciation for our constitution and our, and our willing to fight, I'm not speaking physically uh, to, for our constitution and those rights. Then, then they will continue to be to be taken from us. Uh, what are some closing thoughts, Anthony? What, what what do you want the listeners to take away? So, you know, let me tell you a, a local story here. Something from Wyoming. We had a uh, senator that was a he was a Democrat and he couldn't win, so he, he registers as an independent. And he couldn't win. And then he registers as a Republican, and he finally gets in office. And he was there for 16 years. Wow. And, and obviously he was voting like a, a Democrat. Where it was most clear, and, and this is kind of interesting because, like I told you, I did outside. I was outside of the system, or out, I, w- I wasn't a legislator. I would be considered a lobbyist because I had to register. But one of the things I did is I worked with my guys my legislators on getting recorded votes and we would push legislation that was, uh, let's just say on the edge. In other words, if you just want to go down there and pass some bill, you know, there's plenty of groups that do that. And there's plenty of people that do that. And they pass some mediocre bill and everybody pats themselves on the back. And then all the legislators will get reelected because they said, Oh yeah, we passed this mediocre bill and isn't it great. Well, that wasn't the tax that I took on the outside. We pushed stuff that was so far on the edge that that if they didn't like it, they were the ones that had to amend it, weaken our bills. And we would have our guys call recorded votes, and then we would either get it on final passage, we would get another recorded vote, or, or, or on, on final failure when they killed the bill. Either way it went, we had their records. And... I'll tell you, the organization, I, I, I actually founded Wyoming Gun Owners. Right. And uh, that, that group has, has the institutional knowledge that no one else has in Wyoming. And just, just going forward and trying to tell you where, where I'm going with this, is that senator, that Democrat, we finally had someone who, who was a good candidate to step up and run against him, and he's gone. But right before that night on election, there was a Senator uh, Mike Enzi uh, was on his way out of, 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 of the U.S. Senate. He was retiring. And he came in and he endorsed that, that puke, that guy that's been lying to his constituents for 16 years. And I'm going to tell you, that endorsement didn't work. Because ten years of recorded votes, and I'm proud of those votes. I, I I was I was able to help get those recorded votes when I was on the outside, and when I was on the inside, I was running. I was the bill sponsor running those bills. That's what it's going to take to clean this country up. We got to have people that are willing to not. To, and then look, I'm going to tell you where where else I'm going. 
I'm not going to endorse people like that. But I'm going to help people. I'm going to help people that, that even clean up our local swamp. And see, so many people are so upset about what happens in Washington. And don't get me wrong, they should be. But what happens at the local level, at the state legislatures all across the country, it, it's all, it all comes around a 1990s court case where the, the, the Supreme Court ruled, well, federal government, you can't tell the states what to do, but you can bribe them with money. And what you'll see is these state legislatures across the country are just taking that money. They're saying, oh, yeah, they're, look, we're going to get a match. We're going to get a 100% match on this if we, we take this money. And nobody's looking at the strings that are attached. So they get the carrot, and then later on you're going to get the stick. We need to have those discussions at the local level because people are, are losing sight of what's going on. They see the... The, the, the Congress on their local news, but they don't realize state legislators have shook their hand and said, let's ruin this country together. So what, where I'm going with this is I'm going to be the guy that uses my clout as a congressman to come back and help clean up our state legislature as well. And that's why they're afraid of me, because I know how the game works. It does. It does sound like you do. And I'm going to, I'm going to ask you one other thing and I appreciate your time. I, uh, I was in D.C. in December and I had the fortune to sit down uh, in a hotel lobby and speak with Pete Sessions, a, a representative out of a congressman out of out of, uh, out of out of Texas. And I asked him, I says, Pete, I says, I says, there's a we're approaching a twenty nine trillion, twenty six trillion dollar national uh, national debt. Uh, regardless of Democrat or Republican, uh, is it does it strike you as odd that whoever's sitting in the Oval Office continues to spiral that debt deeper and deeper? And he says, this is December. He says, you know, Ian, that's a really good question. There's a lot of us up on the Hill that uh, are very concerned about that. Um, I'm just going to ask you this, Anthony. I'm going to ask you this. Was the COVID-19 uh, pandemic, was that a engineered, a designed threat, if you will, uh, in my opinion, blown out a proportion by media, but was that a designed threat on our liberties? Liberties, uh, of course, it was a global issue, but was it a designed threat on our liberties in the United States? Well, look, you've seen the, the book about, uh the, the COVID reset um, from the uh, Council on uh, Economic uh, Klaus Schwab. Yeah, that's who, yeah. You've seen that book, haven't you? Um, I'm not sure if I've seen the the book, but I, I I'm very familiar with uh, with the World Economic Forum agenda there in Davos. So, what what what's very interesting about this is even in Wyoming. Uh, look, I was publicly. Uh, stating that our health elected health officer needs to resign. And she was just following Fauci, mm -hmm. you know, following his playbook. And there's something that I learned back in 2017. And um, 
Well, it's a longer story, but I'm going to tell you. I'll Go tell you it. the short version. 2017, my daughter was 14 at the time, never, never been sick. All of a sudden, she had a virus. And uh, we, we took her to the doctor. The doctor panicked because her blood oxygen was so low. She was developing pneumonia. We took her to the hospital. They actually uh, diagnosed her wrong right off the bat. Um, it was clear we had to get her out of the, out of this local area, and we had to take her to Children's Hospital in Denver. Within four hours, the doctors came in and said, we want to give her something that's unconventional. It's to treat malaria. And we want to give her z and we want to give her a steroid. When President Trump said that hydroxychloroquine worked, yeah. it triggered my memory for sure. And uh, I, start, I started reading some of the things. I mean, I had stuff that I had read. My daughter was in the hospital for eight days. We were there right with, there with her. Every time the doctor said something, I was searching to see what they said, if, it, if they said it was true. I was, I was like a Berean, you know, in a hospital. So, and if everybody knows what the, what a Berean is, it's, uh, it's basically a Bible verse that, uh, you know, be like the, be noble like the Bereans for they, they, uh, listen to what Paul said and, and they searched the scriptures to see if what he said was true. And I was that guy, man, on medical and I'm not, I'm not trained in that area, but I, I tell you one of the things that I found back then, so this is in, in, uh, 2017, Right. I found a paper right off the bat when I was searching that in 2003, they had learned that hydroxychloroquine uh, uh, had stopped pe uh, people from having the overreaction, which is a cytokine storm is what it's called. And uh, so this was like, oh, okay, I, I understand. Now they told me what the name of this was. It's called the cytokine storm. 11 to 14 percent of the people get some kind of it can even get the flu and get these kind of overreactions and then here i saw this and i had people around me people that lived in my community that were going down and they told them well you stay home until it gets too bad and then you come to the hospital well it just so happens i got a doctor here that treats using the same things that i just mentioned and I referred people to him. I said, hey, do you want me to make a phone call for you, see if he can get you in? There are people here in Wyoming now that know, hey, wait a minute. This was all a play. This was all, I mean, and, and I don't know, I don't know what the end game was other than that they were controlling everything. Obviously, there's a goal here to, to vaccinate everybody. Uh, I mean, that, that could, I mean, is that Fauci's goal? I don't know. There was a playbook, no doubt. Yeah, there's and and and, and speaking of the World Economic Forum, there is uh, Jackson Hole, right? Jackson Hole hosts a uh, a global economic and, and speaking of Colorado, I think Aspen's another uh, location that uh, uh, banking elites uh, do congregate. Uh, you know, the vaccine issue is a totally different issue, uh, but it does thread right into uh, some things like ID uh, ID twenty twenty. Um, which is uh, which is this um, kind of uh, passport 
uh, type identification, digital identification. Um, things are definitely changing, and uh, the digitization of the economy and how it operates, uh, in my view, Anthony, is is a um, is a major threat. Um, uh, Dr. Simone Gold is, is somebody that I've 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 had a chance to uh, 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 to grace in her presence a couple times, and and um, and I I I, I, I too, Anthony, uh, see 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 vast corruption because I started the program uh, regarding the Zika virus and the pesticide sprayed uh, back in 2016, the fall of 16. That's what led me to to start the program. So the uh, the health freedoms are a uh, are a major major issue, and and certainly vaccine freedoms again are are another uh, major issue. Um, some some closing thoughts. Uh, some closing thoughts to leave uh, to leave your listeners. And again, I thank you and I commend you for doing uh, doing excellent work um, and standing up for 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 your beliefs. And it sounds like uh, sounds like you've got you've got uh, a lot of a lot of folks there in Wyoming supporting you. Um, folks will listen to this um, certainly all over the world. Uh, most of the listeners that I do have are within the U.S. and, and Canada, but uh, but Anthony, uh, some closing closing comments uh, for for listeners, if you would. Well, look, uh, remember this is a seat in Congress, and uh, if you like what I say, well, get behind me, join my team, go to anthonyforwyoming.com. Uh, I I think that uh, they've done this to us. All along, and I say us, anybody who cared about liberty, anybody who cared about economic freedom, they've went and run elections against us using the global pattern. I say global pattern. I'm talking about, hey, let's make sure we get this guy out. He's running over there in Iowa or or wherever. We need to do the same. We need to be supporting candidates. Doesn't matter where they live. Support them if if you believe in what they what uh, you know. If you're on the same page. You care about liberty. You care about economic freedom. You care about leaving a better place for your grandchildren. So I'm that. I, I believe I'm that guy, and uh, I hope your your listeners do too. Fantastic, uh, and very well said. Uh, and you've got my support, Anthony. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Anthony Bouchard, uh, Wyoming State Senator, running for the uh, running for the federal congressional seat. Uh, Anthony, thank you for joining Discuss the Truth, and I look forward to inviting you back on the program. Hey, thanks for having me on. That is uh, Anthony Bouchard, folks. Um, and, um, you know, you're, you might be listening to this and saying, hey, this is a this is a state senator that is openly calling out a globalist regime. I'm going to tell you this. And uh, I, I, I'm just I'm simply going to tell you tell you this. I have I have been diligently now for five years. Uh, I have diligently been researching this claim to a globalist network, um, and 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 I've done so indirectly. I didn't mean to start looking at this. This is the trail that I went down as I had been exposed and invited. There were two invitations. David, my friend, a former, uh, uh, well, he's no longer with us. He's committed suicide. But David, 
David invited me to town hall meeting, Miami Beach. He said, listen to the debate regarding the Zika virus, a relatively benign uh, coronavirus, and the pesticide being used. And it was at that debate that I saw a complete puppeteering happening. And I was interviewed by CBS reporter Michelle Gillen that, uh, after, that, after that meeting. And that's exactly what I told her. That aired uh, 5 o'clock news in Miami, CBS. The local politicians were being puppeted by the state. Uh, that includes Rick Scott. I have not spoken to him, but I'm just saying that his financial investment seemed to be puppeting, if you will. Again, seemed to be puppeteering from my uh, from my understanding and research, uh, the local politics there in Miami-Dade, uh, and uh, and being handed down most more importantly by the CDC in Atlanta. Ricky Rosero rejected the shipment of this pesticide to combat the quote-unquote Zika virus. It's been around since the 1940s, known out of a out of a monkey uh, extraction out of a monkey, known to man uh, since the 1940s. Been around certainly much longer than that. Is my guess. Rosario rejected the shipment of it. And I actually got uh, his office interested in speaking to me. This is, this is 2017. Uh, we never were never able to line that up. But he rejected the shipment of this pesticide from the World Health Organization. Folks, there is corruption in the United Nations. The United Nations is a grand concept. Don't get me, don't get me wrong. The United Nations is a grand concept. World Health Organization, great, fine. The United Nations is a grand concept if it's based, in my view, off of U.S. constitutional values, which it is not. The United States Constitution is the most free and successful governing document ever written by man that we know of. And, well, it wasn't written by woman. Okay, fine. Man. Human beings. Period. Going into Vietnam, going to Iraq, Afghanistan, whatever, whatever the illusion is to create and implement democracy has been a fraud on the American people, more but most importantly. So here we have a sitting senator in the state of Wyoming openly declaring and claiming that the mainstream media essentially is a fraud and that the globalist regime is actively taking down the United States of America to implement communism. That is essentially the message that I received. You can receive your own if different from that. You can listen to this from a sitting senator from the state of Wyoming. State senator. And folks, there are more and more Americans waking up to this. I was led very quickly down the road of Zika and Dibram and the connection of the Rockefellers and both of them, the Rockefellers, having uh, funded the science in Uganda uh, behind the Zika virus, patented, there's a patent on it. How do you patent a natural virus? You patent the extraction process. And they also funded the Chevron Chemical Corporation that produced and engineered the Dibram, the Nailid, both interchangeable trade names of this pesticide. They both 
cause, for instance, microcephaly in the developing fetus. Yes, I repeat that. The Zika virus and the pesticide, the man-made engineered chemical that supposedly kills the Zika virus, both do the same thing. And so from there was led to a researcher out of Hoover in Palo Alto, Stanford. Okay, fine. I believe Stanford does have its own zip code. It probably is its own city. Actually, I think it is its own city. I'll make that statement. It's right next to Palo Alto, California, Anthony Sutton. And Sutton began exposing the corruption in the banking system that governs the United States government. A bank controls the government. A private bank, folks. A private bank controls your public government. You should be up in arms right now demanding at every state capital transparency in the economic system that controls your states and your federal government in D.C. Transparency, that means open books. That means show me the shareholders. That means give me a darn good excuse why there is no gold standard. I'll tell you, I'll tell you why there's no gold standard. Because if you look up a fellow named Dr. Peter Beter, B-E-T-E-R, he exposes the fact, he's saying fact, I have not declared a fact, but he's saying fact, that the Rockefeller, yes, monopoly, sold public gold that was stored in Fort Knox to European, European bankers. And I am no one to argue with him, folks, and nor should you. And you should be demanding that question right now, that answer to the question right now. Nixon overthrew the Bretton Woods Agreement. Nixon abolished the gold standard. Why is there no gold standard? Why? Likely, folks, because there's no gold. The United States doesn't have any gold. It's been sold. And if there's no gold backing your dollar bills, folks, then it is a fiat. Fake currency. It's like monopoly money. All right? It's uh, fictitious. And that's why, regardless of Democrat, regardless of Republican, whoever presides in the Oval Office or over the Oval Office does not care and continues to seek your government into further and further and further debt, setting the stage likely for a UN. A, a European banking globalist movement to completely abolish your country. And that is happening right now at an unprecedented rate. And people like Macy Gay or Macy Gray, whatever her name is, I think she's a singer of some sort, an artist, that is openly calling for the destruction and replacement of the American flag. Folk, once, folks, once America falls and once the U.S. Constitution falls, Freedom and liberty as we know it globally falls. Tyranny takes over the globe because it will then control, again, your source of living, which is money. Follow the money. Money makes the world go round. You've allowed it to happen. I've allowed it to happen. We all have allowed it to happen. And if your money is fake... 
and everything that your money supports is also an illusion, more or less. Painting with a broad stroke there, but uh, folks, you need to demand answers. You need to start asking these questions and demanding answers. There's no two ways about it. And thank goodness we have people like Anthony Bouchard in the state of Wyoming willing to stand up for what he believes in because he believes in freedom and liberty for you and your family and for your kids and grandkids and the following generations that will follow us. But folks, if they don't, get taught the right way, then they will not live in a free society as we currently are. (sighs) But it gets worse. It gets worse every year. It gets worse every year. So everything that Anthony addressed and confirmed, I stand by. Not because I'm a Republican, not because I'm a Democrat. And in fact, I didn't even vote as a Republican because I think both of the swamp parties are totally corrupt. They're both manipulated, controlled by the Federal Reserve System and those who control the Federal Reserve System, which is not – they're not American. They're European bankers. Follow the money. It follows you. It goes right back to Basel, Switzerland. That is where the Bank of International Settlements regulates and controls all central banks globally. Prove me wrong. Show me wrong. I've done uh, enough research that that I stand by that. Um, If you can prove me wrong, then you prove me wrong. But then I'm just going to ask you to demand a uh, transparency in the Federal Reserve System. Show me who the uh, the shareholders are. You can't because it's not private – it's not public information. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. Well, if your money system is controlled, that means every aspect of your life is controlled. And if it's called controlled by a private bank, then that means you are at the will and the whim of the private banksters. This is nothing new to society. In fact, it's the same debate that Thomas Jefferson and Alexander Hamilton were having in and around 1776, the years after that. Okay? It's the same thing Abraham Lincoln was fighting for. It's the same thing uh, Garfield was fighting for, McKinley was fighting for, and the same thing John F. Kennedy was fighting for. There's plenty of us now that are fighting for that, and Anthony Bouchard is is, is one of them. Ron Paul is another one of them. Uh, and, And more politicians will come to light. I can guarantee you that. Because as those very freedoms and liberties begin to fade away. It's people like me and likely like you who are listening that will draw the line and stand up. So I urge you to do that now. I urge you to make a stand, become vocal, demand answers. Um, and, uh, and certainly uh, do things in a peaceful manner. Do things in a peaceful manner. A la Martin Luther King. Uh, what a disgrace some of these uh, movements are today. BLM. Uh, believe me, I have plenty of plenty of black friends, Asian friends. I hardly ever date white women. That's just been my record. Um, until next time, folks. This has been Ian Trottier for uh, another discussion of truth. I appreciate you listening. Uh, please send to a uh, friend, family member. Uh, I, I do this for you.
I'm self-financed. Uh, and I do it because I believe in the country, the country and the Constitution. And I will continue to fight for you and for those freedoms that help you and your kids. Uh, so until next time, folks, thanks for listening and be awesome.